Hi guys, it's me Paula and I pray and I come to you uh, with a new message and today I say it's not for women only but it is very much for all people, <laughs> men and women, but especially I want to talk to young ladies and women today, young and old. Um, this message is it's coming out of a real um, heart, anointed heart and let's pray. Father, I thank you for opportunity to share your word. And I pray that that I would have a wise heart to teach about humility and to bring your grace, Lord, into this message for those who can escape out under the influence of the enemy and really live a powerful life for you and no more compromise. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, anyways, I came to you today because I have a burden today to pray for you and also to talk about values, to talk about what we value. You know, humility is something that's really lacking in our world today. You know, before I can even talk to you about the subject I want to talk to you about, I've got to talk to you about having a humble heart. You know, the Bible tells us to flee youthful lust. Did you know that? It says, run away, run away uh, from dangerous dangerous evil run from evil and dangerous evil humility though will help you if you don't know what humility is it's a modest opinion or a view of yourself uh, that is very um, meek and it's unpretentious and it's the quality or state of uh, an unassuming estimation kind of like an estimation of one's abilities so let's say Modesty, um, when you think of modesty, what pops in your mind right away? I, I think of how someone dresses or how they behave or how they act in, in front of other people. Um, the thing that's troubling about that word today is pride is at the root of every sin. I mean, like pride is exalting oneself above others and God. It is having too high of an estimation of yourself. And so often, you know, we're just here and we think, well, I don't have pride. People, if people say they don't have pride. If they ever say, well, I'm not prideful, they are. They're very, very, very ignorant, actually, and confused because pride is at the root of every sin. If you're born in this world, you're a sinner. That means you sin. So right now I ask that in the name of Jesus, you would open your heart and mind to receive this message and I break every chain that would try to keep your mind in bondage or encaged in a lie or self-deception because humility is what you need to receive the word. With The Bible says receive the word engrafted in your soul, which is able to save your soul, actually. Save your soul. So your soul is your mind, your will, your intellect, your imaginations. That's where you need to be saved. And the renewal of your mind is through the word of God. So if you, this is the word I'm speaking to you now. So I pray you would, would, would receive this. So in First Thessalonians 5.22, it says, abstain from every form or appearance of evil. In First Peter 3.3-4, through 4, it says, don't make friendships with the world. Okay. And in 1 Timothy 2.9, it says, have a modest apparel. God wants you to, Christian women can look good, but they can't compromise and look worldly. 
So you should have a respect for the inner person of your heart where the Holy Spirit dwells. That's where the real beauty of the Lord is. can shine forth in you and make you beautiful. So we're to abstain from it. We're to, to not do it. Just don't have this evil in your life and make friendships with the world, meaning allow worldliness to come into you. You know, dressing stupidly opens up the flesh. The Lord gave me this prophetic word this morning. He said, when you dress in such a way that you open up the flesh, it gives an opportunity for the devil, think about it, the Satan, the enemy, to deceive you, but also he tempts you away. He tempts you away from the things of God. You know, there is pleasure. Did you know sin? If sin weren't pleasureful, then people wouldn't do it. But there is a seduction in sin that draws you further and further away from God. The Bible says we are not to mock God. What does it mean to mock God? It means that you tease. You're a tease. <laughs> you're, you know, you're kind of like not authentic. You're not real. You're artificial. Have you thought of yourself as being a counterfeit, uh, plastic or fake? You know? So you walk in one way, but you talk another way. You know, you're deceived, in other words. How do you know if you're walking, though, in the flesh? Don't give pleasure. Don't give way to the flesh, it says. But what does that mean? Well, in Galatians 5, starting with verse 17, it talks about the works of the flesh. You know, what are the works of the flesh? There are works of the flesh. You can know what they are. You can judge yourself. You don't need, you can look at the word of God. But the problem is, I don't find many people looking into the mirror of God's word to find out who they are. They're looking in the mirror at themselves, but they're not looking in the mirror, which would be a reflection of what God is saying about who they are. They don't want to see that. You know, the Bible says that we are not to be proud of our, of our own abilities. We're to be humble. We have a humble estimation of ourselves. We're to live in a simple way, an inexpensive way, not being so proud of ourselves, 1 Corinthians 6.18 and 2 Timothy 2.22. You know, Christian women can look good. Like I said, you can be a Christian woman or a man and you can look good. But a modest opinion of oneself doesn't mean that you have no self-worth because where does your value or worth come from? Well, from God and his word. God, Jesus Christ, died for you. You have great value. You're highly valued of the Lord. But it's not, you know, once you come to Christ and you give your heart to him, you said you have, or you call yourself a Christian, it's not taking advantage of God. I mean, the Bible talks about growing up. Grow up. Hear me. Into all things grow up. You're not to stay a baby Christian. You know, when you have a baby, they have, they're they totally dependent on you, on mom and dad to take care of them, their caretaker, because they obviously are babies. They're infants. They need so much care. If you ever had a baby, you know, how much care does that baby need? Well, it needs to be fed, needs to be diapered, needs to be rocked to sleep. It needs to be watched carefully so it doesn't choke or doesn't hurt itself, and you have to be constantly playing with that baby, taking care of that baby, right? Holding that baby, cuddling that baby, loving your baby, right? Showing love and affection, all those things. 
the child grows up properly, properly. See, but that's the way it is with God. When we come to Christ, we're just little babies spiritually. He likens that to spiritual, your natural growth to spiritual growth. And but then after a while, you don't need to be fed. You can feed. You're sitting up in the high chair. You're feeding. You know, little spoon. You're feeding yourself. You know, you don't need bottle fed or whatever. You're you're just you're just uh, drinking out of a little sippy cup now. You can, you know, you no longer, or, or, you know, you're starting to, you know, you started out maybe, you know, scooting, rolling over, scooting, and then next thing you know, you stood up and you took your first step and, you know, you couldn't sit up and now you can sit up. There's so many different areas of development. I've cut them out of order a little bit, but you know what I mean. So the day comes when you are a little bit more independent, right? So if you've known the Lord for a while and you're not growing up in the Lord, it's not because you're not in, in the right church necessarily because some of the churches today have fallen from God. They've fallen away from the Word of God. But it is getting into the right place of fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ himself, spending time with him, reading his word, praying. You know, if you, if you neglect all those things, how do you think you could get out of babyhood? You're still going to be a baby, baby, carnally-minded, fleshly Christian. You're never going to grow. So, yeah, it's important to have fellowship with other believers, but it's also important and to yield to, to leadership as well. But it's also important to open up the Word of God and begin to study the Word for yourselves and beginning to look into God's Word to find out who you are in Christ. You're never going to know if you don't read the Bible. Who is this Jesus? Who is he? You're never going to know how should you live until you look into God's word. And part of my job is to teach the word. So I hope this helps you today. You know, there's such a thing as self-worship. You know, people talk about in the Old Testament idolatry. And today in other countries, they still bow down and worship these little idols. And people go, well, I don't do that. Well, you can be your own idol. You worship yourself. You know, how do you know if you're walking in the flesh? Well, let's take a look at Galatians, the book of Galatians in the Bible, chapter five. Look at verse 17. You know, Paul, the apostle instructed the church at Galatia and he began to correct them about things they were doing wrong. Okay. And he did this in love, but he started out with saying, um, that uh, first and actually verse 15, if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you are consumed by one another. Verse 16, but I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. See the lust, the desires, the passion of this flesh, you know, for attention, the flesh is craving that. But if you have the Holy Spirit in you, you're led by the Holy Spirit, you won't be desiring the lust of the flesh. Verse 17, for the lust of the flesh, I'm sorry, but the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So you do not do the things that you wish. Right there, there's a war going on between the spirit and the flesh. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law, that that law that, that, that was given. You know, Moses was given the law. The law was actually fulfilled in Christ himself. He was the only one who was perfect enough to fulfill the law. Now, what are the works of the flesh? And what are they? What are the works of the flesh? Well, verse 19 tells you, read your Bible. It says adultery, fornication, uncleanness, 
lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outburst of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions and heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Think about it. You're not going to be doing the kingdom of God things on this earth. You are not going to be caring about leading people to Christ. You're not going to be in the kingdom of God, reading your Bible, praying, be concerned about serving Jesus and the life, the new life he gives you in Christ. You're going to be concerned about the works of the flesh, okay? And those things are leading to death. So inheriting the kingdom means it's impossible to stand in one of these places and do these things. And, you know, people today, they're, they're, it's amazing. There is a spirit released in the earth today, and it's an evil spirit. It's the spirit of Jezebel. And we need to expose it. We need to destroy it. And we need to pull it out of our lives that's been hiding in there. We need to stop tolerating in the church the spirit of Jezebel. Now, I call it the spirit of Jezebel because there was a queen in the Bible named Jezebel, Queen Jezebel. And she had a, a wicked husband named A. Uh, her husband was the king. And he actually was um, Ahab, but he actually allowed Jezebel to control him too. So over in the book of Revelation, in Revelation 2.20, Jesus appears to John. Wow, in all of his glory, Jesus appears, his face shining like the sun, and he appears to John, and John falls like a dead man. John, the beloved, his, his, his apostle John on the island of Patmos, he appears and he gives these seven warnings of these different churches. And today we are in that place. And this church was, he said, I, I have this against you that you tolerate the woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess and she teaches and leads my bondservants astray. And they commit acts of immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. Now there's more to that than sacrificing to idols. There's actual orgies involved and sexual immorality it's not just eating food. It's, it's like the food is contaminated. It is offered up to demon lust and demons behind those gods and false gods and goddesses. So there's more to that than meets the, than just hearing that. But I want to just expose this one thing, that the spirit of Jezebel is loosed in our culture today. And um, it, it, you know, it's very much about sorcery, works of the flesh, witchcraft, you know, instructing people to commit sexual morality. This rebellious spirit is in the church. It's in churches. Um, it's very interesting, but the name Jezebel literally translated means without cohabitation. It simply means she refuse, refuses to cohabitate. She refuses to be married. She, she just lives together. You know, she doesn't want to live with marriage, a marriage bow. She brazenly is full of lusts and idolatry. And, you know, her obsessive, unbridled witchcraft and hatred, it actually brought the whole nation of Israel down to, you know, except for 7,000 and said they didn't bow their knee to worship Baal. They were, here they were, Jehovah, 
Jehovah's people had given them everything. It led them out of bondage and they fell to the spirit of Jezebel. Jezebel is not just in a woman, but it, you know we tend to think of it that way. That it's a fe- it does like females though. But it, this spirit, when we say she, it's really without gender. You know, today we have different movements like the transgender movement, but that is very prevalent in our society today and it yields to no one. You know, it has it tends to operate through the female psyche, but it manipulates to get what it wants. It, it it misuses and abuses authority. It's very embittered as a bitter spirit. And it, it uses sexuality to control others. So you see it today in a very clever way. It will hide and demand rights and demand um, you to bow to it. So you can say, well, I'm not bound to some altar of some evil devil spirit named Baal. No, but you're bowing and you are conforming to the spirit of Jezebel in the world today through turning around and tolerating, or turning away, I should say, and tolerating these who insist on you yielding to this immorality, immorality, immoral spirit. And so there is vanity involved, there's jealousy involved, and uh, there's a desire to dominate. Sad as you are, it is amazing. And this Jezebel spirit is in the fashion industry. Did you know that? It's very much, it's, it's very much in women. They look very like they're in sorcery or witchcraft. Their clothes are hiked up. Their, their, their bodies are used, I should say. The flesh to attract or to even your body, the way you carry yourself and what you wear actually shows who you are and that you are submitting to that spirit of Jezebel. The battle is raging right now, guys. How do we get set free from the Jezebel spirit? It's in everything in social media, on the internet, throughout the world, in every form, in every government, in our government, in every form and fashion, it's there. We must learn to discern it in our own lives. We cannot worship God and say, I love Jesus, I'm going to sing about Jesus. And then the next day, you tolerate Jezebel through immorality in your thought life, in your own life, and also in how you live your life. And you don't, you don't expose it. So the Bible says in that Revelation 2.23 verse, he searches the minds and hearts. So in that private soul life, is where the tolerating of Jezebel begins. In the, in the heart, in the mind, in the will, in your emotions, in your soul, in your thought life, in, in your fantasy life, in your imagination, that's where it begins, okay? That's where the hell begins, the perversity, the immorality. You know, not controlling, that, that are controlling but also those sexual passions for the purpose of getting your own way. Sometimes women will boast. I've heard women, being a woman myself and married, they'll say, oh, they got what they wanted from their husbands. And I was, I was thinking, wow, what is that? I've never done that. So I didn't know what, I've never used my sexuality to get what I wanted. But some women actually target their husbands and get what they want. This is the spirit. You have the spirit of Jezebel. It manipulates. 
and abuses and misuses authority, you're in danger right now because your desire to dominate is of the flesh. So you will not inherit the kingdom of God. You are not going to be in the kingdom of God and live like that and on the sly, you know, do these things. It won't happen. Believe me, there is a rebellious, rebellious, rebellious group of Christians under the guise of grace who have fallen asleep. They're very ambitious for what they're doing, but it is worldly as it is corrupt. And so if you're in that right now, I pray you repent. But first you have to have the spirit of humility because you have to see you've permitted and endured and condoned and approved something. You know, you've approved of it. And I got to tell you something. It is not easy to speak these words. This is not popular at all. I'm not looking for your approval of me. I want God to approve of me. That's why I'm sharing this message. You know, a sexually immoral person today, they're, they're acceptable in our culture. Promiscuous, having many transient sexual relations is very, is very um, acceptable. So if you walk out into the world and you think, I'm going to walk out there and you're not covered, you don't cover yourself. I'm telling you, in every way, you are a fool because you will be targeted by the enemy. You know, you, have a, you don't have a healthy sense of humility. You have a works-based, looks-based, talent-based, religious-even-based um, compromising, tolerating, condoning. Um, very, I'll tell you, actually, the Bible talks about you're very thoughtless and you're irresponsible and you're unthinking. You're not thinking. Wake up. I'm asking you, would you wake up right now? You know, it's very serious today. This rebellious attitude, the spirit of Jezebel is out there. You're not going to, I'll tell you what, the Bible says very clearly in the book of Galatians, that if you sow to the flesh, you will reap the flesh. What does that mean? You're loved by God, period. Is that not enough for you? Your sense of self-worth comes from God, not based on your works, okay? What you do even, uh, or how you look, or your talent, my goodness. You know? You're accepted in the beloved and you're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. But if you sow to the flesh, you will reap to the flesh. That means you will harvest a crop of destruction. If you live a thoughtless, self-seeking, tension-getting life, you're an idol worshiper, just like the children of Israel were. That's why they, they, they got into so much trouble with God because they picked up the God's of the Canaanites, and they ended up actually sacrificing and worshiping, you know, their, uh, these Baal, I mean, this, uh, um, Moloch actually was M. Moloch, and they ended up worshiping Moloch, and they burned their children and sacrificed their children to Moloch, this blood sacrifice. It's so disgusting. It's completely vile, and God never, never condoned it. He, he actually was angry with them, so angry with them. So today, when you yield to the lust of the flesh, you are irresponsible and thoughtless. Your children will suffer, okay? If you do not repent now and turn from that. You, you're not going to be someone who's going to be out in the church and, and bowing your knee to God. And um, while you're in your heart, you've reserved that part. You haven't surrendered. You don't, you don't have a sensitivity of heart to the Lord. You really think that you're tricking God, but i got to tell you something. You're of no value to him in the, in the earth, okay? Until you abstain from these 
these these lusts until you repent of them, which just simply means turn away and ask God to forgive you. Okay, how do you know if you're walking in the flesh? Well, I just told you. There is this idolatry, this worship. It's, you know, this worship of self, of everything in this world, really, is always mixed in with sexuality. But you are not just your sex. In other words, people put emphasis on their sex. But your sex isn't who you are. Okay? It's part of who you are, but that's not who you are. So the devil has deceived the church, too, and deceived them and tempt them away with this grace message. When there is lewdness, there is vile, wicked, enticing, inciting, obscene, really, I mean, low, low, base, indecent things going on, man. So again, the Lord calls us to have a modest opinion of ourselves that lack, we don't need to be vain of meekness, the quality of 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 being uh loving and humble towards God and, and repentant hearts. That doesn't mean that you know God values you. You can say, Well, God loves me, I know that, and but I can still sin. You know, that's pretty popular right now. I know you may think that these churches have fallen. I'm telling you, they're not authentic. They're not real. They're mocking God. It's a counterfeit message. They don't preach on sin. You know, one of the the things that Jezebel hated in the Bible was the true prophets of God, the true messengers of God. She actually killed the true prophets of God in the Old Testament. The, the story of her and Kings is all about how she destroyed them and she raised up her own prophets. There are many false messengers out there telling you, oh, it's okay. I've seen it. You know, I I see it with my eyes wide open. I see the people doing these things and saying these things. And I'm looking at these, especially young people. My heart goes out to young people because a lot of them don't have spiritual moms and dads. They don't have any example in their life. They have no examples in their life. And so they're, you know, they're, they're not knowing, but those whose hearts are pricked by the, the word of God right now, those who feel the nudge of the Holy Spirit come out from among them and be these separate, says the Lord. Don't give in anymore, okay? God's got so much for you. Dressing stupidly just <laughs> opens up. You're like a sex magnet. You know what I mean? You will attract the wrong people. You know, you will attract attract the wrong people, these practices. And I'm telling you, bear in mind, bear in mind that, you know, there are, this message may not, you say, well, I'm, this doesn't really appeal to me. Well, there are people around you. You should be alarmed by it. There should be a sense of alarm. They're involved. They're brazenly um, preaches that you can have a little bit of sexual lust and idolatry and you, you know, a little bit of witchcraft here and there is okay. You can be a little bit rebellious, a little bit manipulative. You can bow a little bit. You can compromise a little bit. You don't have to pray in Jesus' name. You don't have to get married. After all, you know, you're just, you know, God doesn't really care. No, all those things are lies, 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 lies. The spirit of this age, the spirit of this culture, will, you know, is the spirit of Jezebel. It will yield to no one. It will not. You know, 
I want you to think about, there are many women who have been abused and misused by men. And many of those women have been embittered and they control, they do a lot of um, organizations they are in charge of with other women, okay? But behind it, they, they are controlled by a spirit of Jezebel that um, wants to dominate men, actually. They actually have a bitterness towards men. Good, their fathers could have abused them. Their uncles could have abused them. Somebody abused them, all right? And mistreated them, their husbands, whatever, boyfriends. You know, they could have been hurt in so many ways. But they still have a bitter root judgment there. And they actually have a hatred, you know? So I'm just saying, if you've been hurt by a father, or maybe you were adopted, and maybe you don't have a strong sense of who you are, and I pray for you because God loves you so much. He does not want you to be trapped. So a healthy sense of self comes from God, and it's based not on your works or your looks or your talent or how thin you are or whatever your religious affiliation. Trust me, if you want to be in the kingdom of God, it's a great life. But you're going to have to give up your idols. You're going to surrender to God. Okay? And God will come in. You know, I noticed something about the Lord in my life. I noticed that over the years that he didn't tell me, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. But once I fell in love with Jesus and I met him, I didn't want to be a sexual magnet. (laughs) Or I didn't want to live an immoral life. I didn't want to do things that would be a really bad example that would mock God. You know, I wanted to be an example. Uh, you know, surely I did not want to look like this world. But at the same time, you know, God didn't go after these things like somebody said, well, if I could just stop smoking, I would come to Christ. Well, wait a minute, come to Christ. He Come as you are, and he'll take care of you. He'll clean you up, okay? But surrender, And he'll come and give you a new life. He'll come and fill you. Ask him, say, Lord, come in and forgive me of my sins. I believe you died for me. I believe you went to the cross for me. I believe you went to hell for me. And the Bible says that God raised Jesus from the dead for our justification. And he delivers us from sin. Jesus Christ is your deliverer. He's your Savior and Lord. He's got to be Lord, though. You know, he's Lord. But you have to make him Lord over your life. That means leader over your life. His leadership is amazing. When you let him in, when you let him in and take control of your life, Jesus Christ, you let him in, he will begin to show you these things. Open up your mind. Open up your heart. You know, I was so hungry and thirsty for the things of God. I mean, I was literally in my Bible day and night seeking God. I was after him. When he, you remember the first time you had a sense that you wanted to come to God with that first time? Remember that? Think back. God wooed you. He called you. The Holy Spirit convicted you, right? He convinced you. There was a need inside of you. It was so big. There was a vacuum inside of you that only God's love could fill. And you came to him. You surrendered. Come back to him. If you're already in, but you've gotten compromised, you've kind of let your morals go and you're a little loose or you're still, you're like in the world, but you got one foot here in the church and one foot in the world and you're back and forth, come back to God. You can't have God, you know, you can't have God and, it can't be Jesus and dot, dot, dot. You know, it, it can't be something and Jesus, okay? 
you know, your thing you're doing and Jesus, you Jesus, you just fit in with my program. It doesn't work like that. You're really deceived. You're really being led astray. You're really being lied to. And I'll tell you, the liar, the thief, the killer, in the end, he will take you out if you don't repent. Because you see, you can't fool around today with spirits of darkness, these evil spirits. You can't have one foot in the world where the devil has opportunity to attack you in the flesh, and then one church kind of, one excuse me, one foot kind of in the world, uh, world, and one foot kind of in the church, or one foot kind of in Christ, and you haven't made up your mind. You're double-minded. You so you're no earthly good. You can't do much in the kingdom. If you say, "Well, I have a longing," that's the Lord calling you and wooing you to come back to Him. I have a longing. He has great plans for you. The Lord says, "I have great plans for you," but you've got to give Him your heart. You have to trust Him. He's way better than the works of the flesh, believe me. Remember the works of the flesh I shared with you? Remember what they were in Galatians? Go read them for yourselves. You're going to harvest a crop. Whatever you sow, you will reap, okay? You sow to the flesh. If you sow to witchcraft and sorcery and idolatry and worship of self, and you're rebellious and you're ambitious, but it's not for the things of God. If you misuse authority or you don't understand authority, maybe someone misused you and abused you, okay? The Bible says that we must discern exactly. We must know right now, I pray for you to be set free, that you would humble yourself and bow your head wherever you're at. No one's there. And just pray that you must know exactly where satanic inroads have gotten into your life and cut them off pull them out the out by the roots any type of immorality i don't care if it's pornography um compromise you know dabbling in this dabbling in that you know wearing looking like the fashion plate of this world listen you're not going to stand in the holy place with god if you look like that if you look like a whore Do you think that's, would you really walk up to someone and you're dressed like that? Do you think they're just going to laugh because you think you're so cute? No, they're going to think that's terrible, okay? So for in that inner sanctuary of your soul right now, would you, would you come to God? He wants to set you free. You can be free from that spirit of Jezebel. And the hatred that Jezebel had against God was horrible. She hated the prophets. She hates, Jezebel hates, she hates humility. Believe me, she hates prayer, especially. She hates intercessory prayer. She's a false prophetess. She hates the true prophet of God. She hates God. She's embittered against God. And she hates the grace of God when he lavishes upon someone like you. Because God will lavish his beauty of holiness upon you. And you'll be beautiful inside and out. But more importantly, the Bible says the older women, should ladies should teach in the church. So, you know, the Bible does talk about consulting, you know, with, if you're a woman and you're in bondage to something, consulting with women of God who can help you, the mature women of God, the elders in the church. And that's who I am. I'm one of those people. And I'm here to serve the Lord, and to let's pray, because I pray, that's what I do. So let's pray right now. Father, 
I pray for everyone listening to this podcast, if this message has rung true, it's in their hearts, Lord. And they have been caught up in the things of this world and they have turned, they have fallen, Lord, but they love you and they want to come back, Lord. Thank you for taking them back, Jesus, right now. To those who have never come to you, I pray they would repent, turn from their sins and turn to you and turn to the cross where you died for them and suffered for their sin. God, you sent Jesus into this world to die for our sin. He became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You, Jesus died, but he was raised from the dead to a glorious resurrection and ascension into heaven. Jesus is alive. He is God. He is Lord. He is King of kings, yes, and Lord of lords. There's nobody like you, Jesus. You're calling those lost sheep to come back. You're the good shepherd, Lord. So, Father, we submit to you and to your standard. The Bible isn't some old book, ancient book that's out of date. To your standard in the Bible of righteousness. Lord, we ask, pray after me. Father, I ask for purity, for humility, meekness, and a holiness of heart. To forgive me for tolerating that spirit of Jezebel in my mind and in my deeds and my behavior and my actions. Father, because I I submit now to you, that means I give up, I surrender to your authority. I can resist the devil. I can bind him and pray the prayer of binding and loosening in the name of Jesus. I bind the devil. I bind the Jezebel spirit over my life. And I pull down that stronghold in my thinking, in my mind, over myself, my family, my community, and even my state. And I come against any fortresses, that the strongholds that have been built, even in the realm around me. And I release you, Lord Jesus, and the Holy Spirit to plunder my house that I, I'm in, the house of Jezebel. And I also ask you to open my heart for faithfulness to a godly relationship that you've given in marriage to husbands and wives. Open my eyes to see the godliness and purity that you have. Release purity of heart and grace, the true grace of God. I release it now, Lord, to those who are single or married. And I cover, Lord, your people. So just pray, Lord, cover me with your blood. I plead the blood of Jesus, and I lose the joy of a humble a humble heart, a submissive heart. That word submission is not a bad word. It means yielding to the Holy Spirit. And I pull down every imagination of ambition, false ambition, and pride in my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you prayed that, the Lord is there with you. And you can follow up by getting into the Word of God and those scriptures I gave you. Follow up in the very beginning. Re-listen to the message. Go back to the Word of God. Read those scriptures for yourselves, okay? Because you are greatly loved. And you can discover what the Lord has for you. You know, faith is the evidence of things, substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Receiving anything you need from the Lord, He will unlock to you 
all sorts of mysteries and secrets in his one and only son, Jesus Christ. The Father's heart is with you, but he wants you to come to him because the Father does discipline those he loves. He does discipline his children. So don't be afraid of correction or discipline in the word of God. Come joyfully to the Lord, would you? And receive from him. Just remember your greatly loved. Come to Jesus. I believe that the Holy Spirit right now, Father, the Holy Spirit, releasing the Holy Spirit and the fire of God upon you to convince you of any sin that I mentioned in your lives, that you'll be delivered and set free. And God, the Father, and the Holy Spirit, and Jesus will give you direction. You will have direction. You'll be led by the Holy Spirit of God to right fellowship with right people. And you will have the uh, the calling there on your life and fulfill it. That's what I'm concerned about. You'll raise up your children. And if you have children, they'll be blessed. And your husband wives, kids will be blessed. And also, if you have grandchildren, some of you may be listening, you have grandchildren, you can pray for your grandchildren, what I shared with you, and unlock those great things God has for your grandchildren as well. So we take authority over that, unmasking that enemy of the church, that Jezebel spirit. And I gave you a pretty good description of it. (laughs) So you know now I love you and I bless you. Thanks for joining me today on this podcast. I so appreciate you. You guys are such a blessing in my heart. Thank you.